Are you worried about something today, friend? Pastor John Randall shares these thoughts. The father sacrificed his own son, laid him down on the cross because of his great love for us. God so loved the world that he gave. And if he did that, if he would, if he was willing to offer up his own son. Do you think he's going to handle the electric bill? Do you think he's going to handle this thing or that thing? Why are you concerned? Why am I worried? There's no reason. If we only knew today how much God loves us, we'd realize to a greater degree that there is no need to worry because we are loved. Anxiety and worry. It's an everyday part of life for many Americans. When there are cutbacks at work and your boss says there's no longer a place for you, or the doctor says it's cancer and you're not sure how you'll be able to pay for treatment, you may start to get anxious and worry. Join us for a daily walk as we have another look at the Sermon on the Mount and hear what Jesus has to say on the subject. Pastor John Randall is in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34 today. If you have your Bibles, if you would open with me now to the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6 this morning. Matthew chapter 6, I want to draw your attention to verse 25 with a message entitled, Do Not Worry. <laughs> Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food? And the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by worrying, could add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry. Saying, well, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need all these things. But, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You know, at this very moment, there are many people who are worried and troubled about many things. In fact, the worries range from inflation, followed by social inequality, crime, violence, unemployment, political corruption, global terrorism, untreatable diseases, racial tensions, vaccine requirements, food shortages, economic failure, poor leadership in our state and country, the education system, war, and artificial intelligence. There is a new word actually being used. It just came out recently to describe what is taking place in the world. It's called polycrisis. And it means this, 
a cluster of related global risks with compounding effects such that the overall impact exceeds the sum of each part. These worries and more have overwhelmed many who have been diagnosed with various anxiety disorders that tragically hold people in captivity to their fears. Some 36% of Americans have regular panic disorders. The economic cost for anxiety disorders amounts to $46.6 billion. Many today are worried and troubled. However, the current condition of this world should not take believers by surprise. Jesus told us that these things would take place in the last days. He reminded us in John chapter 16 and verse 33, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Perhaps there are some here this morning. You've come into this sanctuary and you are worried and anxious about your life. Maybe it took everything within you just to get here, but you're here. And there is a reason that you're here because the Lord has a word for you this morning. It's a word of peace and assurance and comfort and confidence and trust in him. In Matthew chapters 5 through 7, we've been considering the Sermon on the Mount, a message that Jesus spoke to his disciples. And it was through this sermon that Jesus revealed how his followers were to conduct their lives in this world. And within this portion of his sermon, he deals with the subject of worry. Three times he repeated the statement, do not worry. What is worry? Worry is mental anxiety or stress. It is to feel or cause to feel troubled over actual or potential difficulties. Worry suggests fretting over matters that may or may not be a real cause for anxiety. And one of the more detailed definitions of this Greek word for worry means to go to pieces, due to being pulled in different directions. And that picture describes the experience of what it feels like to be living in an anxious world. Worry takes place when you're so concerned about the problems of life that you can't think about anything else. It can become a crippling, all-consuming sense of uncertainty that is accompanied with fear. It has been said that worry gives a small thing a big shadow. It pulls tomorrow's shadows over today's sunshine. Someone said it's like a rocking chair. It will give you something to do, but you won't go anywhere. Worry puts question marks where God has put periods. But as we'll see in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus does not want us to worry. I want to begin by making a distinction between genuine concern and worry. And there is a very subtle distinction between worry and concern. Worry tends to paralyze us and decreases initiative, whereas genuine concern tends to motivate us to take initiative. Worry fears the worst and tries to control the future. 
yet godly concern, hopes for the best, and redeems the future. Worry doesn't give God the glory, but tends to take our mind off the things that are important. Whereas genuine godly concern tends to direct our focus on those things that are truly important. And you can tell when genuine concern gives way to unhealthy worry. You remember when Mary and Martha were visited unexpectedly by Jesus and his disciples for lunch. And Martha immediately did what she did best. She went into the kitchen and began cooking. And Mary, every time you see her in Scripture, she's always at the feet of Jesus. And there she was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha's in the kitchen, and she's so frustrated that her sister isn't helping. She said, Lord, would you tell my sister to come in here and help me? We're cooking uh, for you. (laughs) And Jesus said to Martha, Martha, Martha. He said her name twice. He said, you are worried and you are troubled about many things. But what Mary has chosen will not be taken from her. She was worried and troubled about many things. Not just concerned, but but worried, anxious. You can tell when genuine concern gives way to worry, when the thing that you are concerned about is the first thing that you think about in the morning, and it's the last thing you think about at night. When you find yourself thinking about it during every spare moment. When you find yourself bringing it up in every conversation that you have, you're worried. I love the words of the late missionary, Corey Temboom, where she offered a great prescription for anxiety. She said, look around and be distressed. Look inside and be depressed. Look at Jesus and be at rest. Are you at rest today or are you anxious? Are your eyes on Jesus or are they on your circumstances? Jesus didn't want his disciples to worry, and he gives us several reasons why. The first is that it's a command. Jesus said in verse 25, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. You may notice that Jesus used the word therefore. And the word therefore provides a connection to everything that he said in the previous verses. Earlier, Jesus pointed out the danger of living for the temporary treasures of this world. He pointed out the folly of focusing solely upon the things that will fade and fall apart and the potential grip that material things have to become your master along with the impossibility of trying to serve those possessions and serve the Lord faithfully at the same time. Jesus says, in light of what I've said to you, therefore... Do not worry. This was not a suggestion. You know, if, you're not, if you feel like worrying, it's fine. But I just, I would say, this isn't a suggestion. This is actually a directive. It's a command from Christ. Jesus said, don't do it. Stop doing it. It literally means take no anxious thought. Take anxious thoughts captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. When your flesh or your circumstances, or the enemy suggests a thought, incites a fear, immediately take those things back to the words of Jesus. Put them next to the promises of God. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, it says this, set your mind on things above and not on things of earth. Get the proper perspective in your thinking. In Psalm 37, verse 8, 
we are exhorted, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret because it only causes harm. Worry shifts the focus of attention from the all-sufficient power of Jesus Christ to human insufficiency and insecurity. Worry denies the love, the wisdom, and the power of God. It denies the love of God by implying that he doesn't care. It, it denies his wisdom by implying he doesn't know what he's doing. And it denies his power by implying that he can't provide for our needs. In John chapter 14, Jesus said concerning his commands, again, this is a command. Don't worry, it's a command. He said in John 14, if you love me, keep my commandments. In verse 21, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. This is a command from the Lord. Jesus said, the people that love me, they, they keep my commands. This is one of his commands. Do not worry. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 3, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Stop worrying because it is a command from the Lord. Choose to obey the command of the Lord. Lord, I choose to not worry because you told me not to worry. But a second reason why we are not to worry nor be anxious is because life is much more than the material. It's much more than the material. You'll notice in verse 25, Jesus asked the rhetorical question, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? The answer to that is yes. Yes, it's much more than that. The Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I believe that sometimes because the material is so tangible, we can easily forget about that which is eternal. But Jesus told us in Luke chapter 12, verse 15, he said, take heed, beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. Life is so much more than the material. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in the 18th verse, the apostle Paul put it this way. Make a note of this passage. He said, we do not look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Folks, everything that we see, for the most part, it's temporary. It's temporary. And sometimes we get so focused on that which is temporary, we lose sight of that which is eternal. And so it's important to remember that life is much more than the material. A third reason why you're not to worry, and I think this is probably one of the most important. You're loved by God. You're not to worry because you're loved. You're loved by God. In, in verse 26, Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And then he asks another question. Are you not of more value than they? Jesus points to an example 
in nature. He draws our attention to creation to show us an example why we should not worry. The carefree life of the birds, it doesn't sanction laziness nor negligence or irresponsibility. God feeds the birds, but he doesn't put food in their nests. Birds work for food. When when Jesus says birds don't sow, reap, or harvest, he's not saying that farming was unnecessary. Their economy there in this ancient culture was a process of sowing and reaping. They worked hard. They trusted in God to send the harvest. He's not condemning legitimate work. He is condemning our thinking or acting like our survival depends completely on our work. Our life is in the hands of God. Did you know the Bible says that God holds your very breath in his hands this morning? I mean, right now, my, my breath is in the hands of God. My heartbeat keeps going because of God. In him, all things consist and are literally held together. And here Jesus says, look at creation. Romans chapter 1, verse 20, it says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that man is without excuse. Listen, you look at nature, any form, any area of nature, and you see the consistency, the faithfulness of God. I don't know if you saw the moon this week. Oh, these ladies did. It's a bit amazing. You guys are up late at night. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, no. I saw it too. And it was so amazing. It was so bright and, and so just shimmering. And it was, it was amazing. I thought, is it morning? No, that's the moon. It was, it was fantastic. And how did it get there? And it went down. And there it was again the next day. And the sun came out. And then, the, I mean, you just look in every direction of creation. And you are in awe of the consistency and the faithfulness of God. And here the Lord says, hey, why don't you, if you're, if you're struggling today, look at the birds. When was the last time you went bird watching? I don't really know. I mean, seriously. Look at the birds of the air and see the faithfulness of God. I remember... I was at a coffee shop and I was sitting there and reading my Bible and drinking my coffee and having a scone. I remember it. And I got down to the end. You know when you get to the end of the scone, there's a bunch of crumbs there. Like, can I actually, like, you don't want people to see that. Pastor John, hey, what's up? What's going on? You know, you just kind of be careful of how you, so instead of doing that, which was the normal uh, for me, I just threw them out on the ground. Not that I was littering, but I saw birds, little tiny birds, and one came, and then the next came, and then it was like somebody just said, hey, come over here, this guy dropped this stuff, and they all just descended upon my leftovers. And as they were taking them in, I was reminded of this passage. Look at the birds. Look how he provides for them. Jesus here reasons from the lesser to the greater. If God so provides for Well, the littlest of creatures, the birds. Is he not going to provide for you the height of his creation, the one whom he loves? The answer to that question is obviously yes. He will provide for you. Why? Because you are of more value. You value the things that you love. And God values you. And God loves you. In fact, the Bible says, greater love has no man than this. Then he laid down his life for his friends. First John chapter four says, in this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. 
First John chapter 3 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world doesn't know us because it did not know him. And probably one of the most powerful passages that emphasizes the love of God and why we ought not to worry nor be anxious is found in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, where it says this, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Do you realize what that says? The father sacrificed his own son, laid him down on the cross because of his great love for us. God so loved the world that he gave. And if he did that, if he, w- if he was willing to offer up his own son, do you think he's going to handle the electric bill? Do you think he's going to handle this thing or that thing? Why are you concerned? Why am I worried? There's no reason. If we only knew today how much God loves us, we'd realize to a greater degree that there is no need to worry because we are loved. If you have children or grandchildren, you know there is this love that is just inexplainable. And when you hold them in your arms or you spend time with them, as a parent, you say, you know, you really should be worried right now because there's a lot of things going on in this world. And no, you don't, you don't want them to worry. You want them to be fearful. You want them to know that we're going to take care of you. How much more our Heavenly Father who cares for us Do you doubt his love? Friend, listen, look back to the cross. Go back to the cross. See the nails in his hands. See the nail in his feet. See the crown of thorns. See his side pierced. Be reminded, you are loved. If he laid down his life for you, friend, he's going to continue to provide for you. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. You're listening to Pastor John Randall and a message focusing on an issue many of us struggle with, worry. Pastor John will be right back. Please stay tuned for more on A Daily Walk. You can order a CD copy of this message by calling 877-242-0828. You can also listen to our recent programs on our website at adailywalk.org. And we also offer John's teachings by podcast and have an app too. To get our free app, do a search for Calvary South OC. And I should also mention John is on Twitter and Instagram. You can start following him on Twitter at PJRandall7 and on Instagram at John P. Randall. Maybe you've noticed that a simple message on a t-shirt can often lead to some great conversations. Today, we'd like to offer you the Jesus Loves You t-shirt. Take a look at it right now in our online store at adailywalk.org. We'll send it to you for the special price of $15. And who knows, maybe it will lead to a conversation about Jesus. We can also take your request if you call us at 877-242-0828. Thank you for your prayerful and financial support of A Daily Walk. It really is having an impact. With your help, we're able to reach people across the country with the truths of Christ at a time they really need to hear it. If you'd like to donate to the ministry, please go to adailywalk.org or call 877-242-0828. 
and we're very grateful to the Lord when we hear back from our listeners. Write to Pastor John today by email at adailywalk at gmail.com. He loves to read listener letters and emails. Let him know what's going on in your life and how we can pray for you at adailywalk at gmail.com. Maybe you're one of our new listeners. Let us know what you think of A Daily Walk when you write to us at adailywalk at gmail.com. Here is Pastor John with the rest of today's message. Another reason why you ought not to worry, and this is one I think that we can easily forget, it won't change anything. Have you ever noticed that? It, you know, if I just worry more, I'm pretty sure things might change. Come on, anxiety. No, it never changes anything. You just get worked up into a frenzy and, and nothing changes while you worry. Jesus said in verse 27, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Some commentators believe this refers to height. Others believe that it refers to length of life. Can you add more years to your life by worrying? Can you add more height to your stature? The answer is no, of course, negative. So why then do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory, he wasn't arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? The answer is yes. Well, that'll do it for this edition of A Daily Walk with Pastor John Randall. May God richly bless you and strengthen you in your daily walk. A Daily Walk is a presentation of Calvary South O.C., 